You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Kyle Warner. Kyle, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Bernard. Today we're talking about your show at Welland Car Gallery. Uh, so let, let's begin with the, the title of the show. The title of the show, um, as I understand it, is Wear Them, The Sparrow Catcher. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that, that title? It sounds like it's from a poem or a song or it's a phrase um, that, that I haven't heard of before. So the title, Waitem, I'm asking two questions. And the first part, Waitem, is from different a mixture of like different Caribbean vernaculars, meaning where are they? And I'm asking this question of where are where are they, and not being specific about that. And I'm answering that first question with the second question being the sparrow catcher. And the sparrow catcher isn't an actual an actual real like real character that comes from folklore, but rather this blending of family um, family histories as well as like other um, how do I say a, a mixture of family history with other like personal narratives that I've come together to create this character that is the example of what leads through a lot of the shows. So specifically the Sparrow Catcher is the embodiment of my great grandfather, a man who I never got to meet personally, but I got to meet him through the stories that my family members had told me as well as the photographs that he left behind. And I was fascinated by this story that I was told growing up about when he, after he had moved my family to the United States from Trinidad, he would go back to Trinidad on trips to go see other family members or for other reasons. And on his trips back up to the States, he would occasionally bring back birds from the island. So he would find these beautiful birds and almost as a way of like, being able to connect with home or keep bring home with him back up to the States. He would stuff these birds in like maybe like a toilet paper roll is what they would say. And then he would stuff in his coat. And this is for what the airport security is today that he was able to get these birds onto the aircraft and back to New York. And then he would keep them in bird cages in here in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so that story of him was just so fascinating. It's like, honestly, just, made this man more of a myth to me than already with already than he already was. And I going into Trinidadian music, I've been captivated by this by the performer, the Mighty Sparrow. And in that blending of the two stories or coincidences, I was wondering what it would have been like if the Mighty Sparrow wasn't actually this performer, but rather he was this famous bird that had that was flying around Trinidad and my great grandfather had encountered him and was like, I have to have this bird. I have to have this to be able to stay connected with home. And in a quick movement, grabs the bird and as I said before, stuffs the paper towel roll and you end up with the sparrow up in Brooklyn, New York. And that blending of family history and other histories and putting those together to create new myths and stories is a lot of what the show is around. And I wanted the title not to necessarily be the specific telling of this story, but rather the example 
of the types of stories that I'm telling and the ways that which I'm creating the work in the show. I love that. That's such a great story about your great grandfather and, and kind of um yeah, dreamy interpretation that you're you're talking about too. Can you tell me before we jump into the the works themselves a little bit about um uh, the Caribbean and your relationship to it and your and your family because your this this show reflects on that as I understand, right? So um what is the timeline of, of the um life in the Caribbean and, and coming here? So I was born here in New York, so a lot of what I know of the islands is through family tellings. Um, my father was born in St. Kitts, um, St. Kitts and Eve, this is the country, and he came up here in the 80s, and my mom's family is from Trinidad and Panama, and they came up in the early 60s um, from the respective places, and uh, my mom, a lot of how do I say, my mom's side of the family, a lot of what's going on in the show or how I'm approaching it is like understanding this Trinidadian history. A lot of my peers, uh, we're learning these stories or we're coming to age and we've run into the parts of our cultures that don't always get continued forward or get weeded out through being, through assimilating to American cultures. And a lot of the show is me, one, asking these questions to individuals, trying to understand what life was like there, not in a way of like a longing to go back, but more so as a way to create a fuller portrait of one myself as well as like my family and using that as an example for other people to do, Um, as well as it's a, how do I say, that it's exploration as well as also trying to understand or like learn family and learn from their decisions and the way that they navigated the world in a way how that's also um how that's also relevant today in 2023 because the world and who these individuals were in 1960 are very different than who they are today but they still have a lot to be able to tell um they have a lot to teach myself as well as all of my peers and family members. I like that. And um, and so to get into the works, um, you said it wasn't the kind of uh, nostalgic pull, but there's there's one photo in here that that I love and resonates so much, the I don't want to go, um, which is, um, I, I, I assume, uh, yourself as a very small child, uh, resisting the pull away from a beach with um, of, of an adult hand. Um, is that in fact you, or can you tell me a little bit about this? Because that, that's what it, it feels like to me, this kind of nostalgic feeling of wishing, you know, the kind of reclaiming our childhood, the wishing we didn't have to leave our childhood or the beach kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that's me because it's not me. None of these photo, none of the photographs that I've worked with have had myself in them. It's actually an image from my mother when it was her first trip to Trinidad um, when she was, I think she was one or two years old at the time. Um, And one, the image for me was really funny because it one shows how, at least for me, was demonstrating how photographs and how history repeats itself, even though this image wasn't in the show, but it reminds me of this 
specific image of my sister and anyone who gets to meet my who 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 is able to meet my mother and my sister see that the oh, this is mother daughter and they look alike and there's an image from my sister about three years old who has the same type of energy I don't want to go resisting going to whatever the next destination I believe it was on Easter at the time for my sister but after knowing that image of my little sister and then seeing it in my mother, it's like, oh, this is where she gets that 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 type of energy. One permeates through, permeates across a generation. But in the photo specifically, I wasn't necessarily aiming for like a re, like a resisting of ch- uh, resisting letting go of childhood, um, but more. How do I say? Um, It wasn't a resist as in I'm trying to pull to it wasn't me resisting the I don't want to let go of my childhood, but very similarly being that I don't want to let go of a part of my past. Um, the beach is a specific site, but more so like my mother's ang- holding on to this pole that is anchored into the beach. And it's more so there's this thing of not wanting to let go of the land itself um, to let go of this earthly connection in a way in that I never had growing up in the States. I have had multiple experiences going back to the islands and there's something specific about being able to connect with the earth in a physical sense that I was responding to and the hand pulling away, lacking some, lacking a, defining character I didn't want it to be like oh this is a family member this is and I wanted to feel like this outside force that is bigger is more nebulous than um, something that would be recognizable that is causing you to want to hold on to where you're resonating from where from that earthly connection to the physical connection to the Caribbean the land that is the Caribbean that makes sense to me. And, um, yeah, and, and I think it, it further explains, you know, some of the rest of the show, this kind of way of, of working with um, images of, of family and, and, and history. Uh, there's also, of course, textiles in here. There's um, one called A Vessel, A Jam Slow, um, mm-hmm. which, are, which are, are fabrics and, 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 um, and also printing on a frame. Uh, it seems that the show goes back and forth between what seems like very narrative work, uh, you know, kind of like some of the um, altered photographs we were just talking about to, to textile. So um, to talk about that one, a vessel, a jam slow, I guess the title and what it is, it feels like a boat. It feels like a home. It feels um, like something comfortable too, like a blanket. It's uh, it seems to be a number of things, but I could be getting all of that wrong. Those are those are just my impressions. Yeah, uh, I don't think you're you're pretty spot on in a way in which it's able to come off as a lot of different things. The specifics of making that piece came down to I organized the show and anchored it with two larger works that when you enter the space and I broke it down into small works representing album pages, medium-sized works that were representing um, um, female figures portrayed as Calypsonians, and then these larger larger textile works, which were the spaces in which a lot of these stories are able to operate. 
And on a trip back to St. Kitts, um, I believe it's like seven or eight years ago at this point, there was a beach that my family had frequented a lot called Reggae Beach. And there was something about this beach that there was this little shack that represent that was resembled our shed that we had in um, upstate New York. And it had this painting uh, that would be, it had this graphic that said rush slowly. And there was something very specific about that, that we were just like, Oh, this makes sense. And we need to have part of that to come with us um, back to the state. So we decided to paint this, paint that um, graphic on our shed in the same configuration as we saw it in St. Kitts um, here, uh, here in New York. And one of the things like that about that story for me was that reminder. I wanted to create a piece of which that shed, because that shed is one of the spaces where I'm connecting with my father and I'm learning about a lot about how he grew up, but also is also one of the sites in which we do family gatherings and you get transported to the Caribbean with the food, with the music, with how how our family is moving through the space in upstate New York. You would think it's like, oh, we didn't, no one ever left in that way. And I wanted to create this piece as one, you're stepping into it's larger than most people are, it's wider than most people are, and so you're able to step into this piece almost as a portal, and be transported back to the initial moment in which we were inspired. So the title being A Vessel to, to Jam Slow, a play on To Rush Slowly, um, being this piece to transport us back to that beach, to that moment of, okay, we need to, this is something to preserve, to do it, the, and the lessons in that, to be able to rush slowly, being something to remind ourselves of, even though we're thousands of miles away. And that's very beautiful, really. And it, and it feels to me like this this show, this work, and, and, and the way you put this together is is also distilling a certain amount of, of, of wisdom from the past, right? For lack of a better word, a certain, a certain amount of, of language and stories that are um, in, instructional in some way. Is that true? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, a lot of how I organize my practice as a whole is trying to understand the past to be able to go forward and move through the future. Um, a very, I'm constantly working, or how I describe it as, I'm trying to create a self-portrait of my family, and that portrait is flexible um, in the ways in which it can be represented and requires more than like a single drawing or a single painting or a single photograph to be able to tell that entire portrait. But I'm creating this portrait. One is a way to remind myself because a lot of these people, a lot of the individuals who are present in the show in photographs aren't here with us anymore. Um, and there's a lot of knowledge and history that I won't be able to um, connect and a lot of us won't be able to connect with them for, but it's also to say, okay, what these people have gone and some of these people are still with us, but they won't always be with us to be able to create that document for of this history that these moments have existed and are also flexible and aren't necessarily this fixed narrative in which we're telling history in the way that like using materials and using photographs as a way to 
as I've been saying, or I've mentioned before, like that blending of history and myth to use it as another way of learning lessons. That's a lot of how I learned lessons through as I was growing up, hearing these different stories, stories hearing these different tales or proverbs, and even hearing some of them as I as I'm an adult now, still hearing them from my great grandmother. Um, trying to I'm trying to create. Um, with the work, like a physical representation of a lot of these stories so that those who come after me and also those who are right here alongside me can continue to learn the way that I have. And there's, you said there was three types of work in here, and, and one that we haven't discussed is the, the album pages, right? There's um, mm-hmm. a work work titled uh, album page, and, and sometimes there are different parentheses after that. Um, there was one called Debating with Powell and the Queen. And these are these are abstract pieces um that that are, are weavings of some kind of different materials is what I mean. And um so let's talk about those because these serve a slightly different function, right? For example, mm-hmm. yeah, album page two, which is debating with Powell and the Queen. This also feels like a specific story, but also it's a very specific form. An album also seems a nod to family history or kind of like an album of photographs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when I was creating these works, or I should go back to just say, my introduction to the photographs that I'm using come from family album pages. And the ground that is, or the foundation that is the family photo album is something that I would not be able to do any of the work that I'm doing without them. So I wanted to create these four smaller works as a nod to the to that, trying to use this horizontal stripe notion of like how I'm reading, like there's these horizontal stripes in the back of the album pages. And then once having that architecture, once having that foundation, having that foundation for the work, um, wanting to start to skew with that because when you're working with family albums and you're looking at them, they are almost, I want to say like very historical and throughout the show, I'm constantly trying to play with like blending history as it happened, but also the myths and retelling of those stories. So each album page is a reimagining and using photographs that don't necessarily fully relate to the story that it's telling, but using those moments start to tell the story. So as you were referencing, debating with Powell and the Queen is imagining, hey, these are the photographs, or these are the portions of the photographs that which I need to tell the story of my great-grandfather was a Boy Scout um, back in Trinidad, and there's a notebook that he had left behind of his trip to England. So what would it have been like for, what would the photographs, what would the feeling be of him going to England and, be, and debating with the Queen of England and Sir Robert Powell, the founder of the Boy Scouts. In another piece, thinking a lot about the stories of my family members because they were in relationship to where they lived, to the waters. Like, they would run down to the yacht club and that's where they would go swimming instead of, say, like a white sandy beach. Um, and using these stories that had happened or have the possibility of happen, how I'm hearing these things that kind of keep coming up over and over and over again, um, being able to translate that into these smaller works using fragments of other photographs, using blank um, swatches of fabric as well, using all of that to piece together to create 
what would be the album page that told this story. I really like that. It's 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 this, there's a there's a warmth to the whole show uh, in terms of you know materiality, but also the way you're speaking of that. I that I really love. I um, I want to thank you for talking with me today. I, I before we go, I want to ask you one more question though. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little off topic. What are you reading at the moment? Um, that's a that's a good question, and. I can give you like three books because I kind of like read multiple books at the same time. Um, I'm currently reading Their Eyes Are Watching God um, as well as The Lives of Images, which is an aperture book and it's a collection of essays. But I've been bouncing between the two of those and um, I guess, and then also Beloved. Like I'm, I kind of have to like be bouncing between a lot of different books to be able to grab myself. It's I'll get lost if I, I'm on a single book at one time. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cal, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. And um, and the listeners, of course, can look at the links to see more images from the show and, and get a deeper dive even. Kyle, thanks so much again for your time. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.